I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. Happy New Year again. We are back. I know many of you are putting your kids back in school this week. I... Mine go back tomorrow. I'm not happy about it. Going back on a Tuesday. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's how my wife's school is, too. I think today is like an in-service day or yeah. something. Yeah, teachers had to go back today, but oh, I feel so sorry for my kids. It's just been nothing but friends and food <laughs> and sleep and no stress Sounds and no homework. Good. And all, they're, they're about to get hit between yeah. the eyes tomorrow. Shell shock. Yes. Um, okay. I want to thank today's sponsor of our show, my dear friend, Catherine Ballard. She sponsored uh, this episode of The Remedy. Um, Catherine is just a love. She is so awesome. I just appreciate her so much. She's someone that I really, really admire. Um, Thank you very much, Catherine. Yes, she sponsored this episode. So if you listen to The Remedy and you enjoy The Remedy, we would really appreciate if you would consider um, sponsoring an episode, an upcoming episode. Um, Every episode costs about $200 to produce. Um, But if if that's a little steep, any amount helps and is so appreciated. Um, It's so easy. All you have to do is go to tovacito.com and click on the remedy, and then click on make a contribution, and voila. Done. Any amount is so appreciated. Keeps us keeps us going. Keeps the lights on. Yes. I also uh, want to encourage all of you women who listen to the remedy um, to sign up for a conversation with Janice Gant and I, taking place on Saturday, January 25th. We are going to do this at Janice's house, and it's just going to be a really fun afternoon one to four um where you all can when you register you you submit questions beforehand for us to address um janice is the greatest isn't she the best she's the best um we just recorded with her um we'll we will be posting it next week um i can't believe the personal stuff that i reveal on there when janice is here i don't even think about brings it out in you totally imagine going to therapy with her (laughs) that's what you know what's so great about it is she gets you to talk, so you actually have to really deal with, and she'll call you out. Yeah. I mean, but it's not even like she has to get you to talk. It's just something about her makes you yeah. talk. I don't, I don't know what it is, but she's, she's, she's easy to open up to. Yeah, she's very, 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 very gifted. Um, so anyway, we, um, we're going to get a group of women together. Several people have already registered. Uh, we're limited because it's going to be at Janice's house, like I said. So um, we're limited in space, but um, want to have as many of you as possible that want to join us. And we are just going to be tackling your questions. So we've already had people submit questions about um, self-image, about parenting, uh, about relationships, um, about marriage, about uh, one somebody submitted a question asking about cheating. Um, we've got all kinds. Sorry, that's my phone. Oh, okay. that's, like hi, Georgie. <laughs> Georgie just texted. Hey, George. Hi, mommy. <laughs> he must have just woke up. <laughs> oh, that's the life. I know, right? Um, so anyway, if you have not registered um, or if you have questions about registering and what the day is going to be like and what if you don't have any questions, would it still be helpful or insightful? Um the answer is yes. Uh, you can submit any questions that you have about it to me on Instagram, or if you have my phone number, just message me or call me. Um, but we would love to have you. And I just think it's going to be an amazing group of women. Um, I think anytime a group of women get together, it's pretty powerful. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, Smart man. For sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so today is part two of what we started last week of things that I was reminded of or things that I learned in 2019. Oh, and I went back and listened to the same episode. Yes, from 2018. Yeah, from 2018, and there was no overlap. No repeats. No repeats. All right. Isn't that interesting? That is. I figured for sure there'd be one. For sure. Like, 
there were a couple of things that I was like, okay, that kind of fit in that. Similar, similar, but, but nothing the same. No verbatim. No, and a, a lot of new. So I'm I'm making progress as a definitely human. as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning stuff every year. Yes. Um, okay, so we're gonna continue on. We left off last week with tell people how you feel. Good one. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um. Next one I have is take your kids out on individual dates and let them pick what you do. That one wasn't on last year's? No. Really? Because you've definitely talked about how important that is before. Oh, I... Okay, and what's interesting that uh, I it made the list. Yesterday, I asked Carter, we were going to go on uh, a date last night. He and I were going to go on a date last night. And then it kind of, I didn't know that they didn't have school today. So it was their last night to like go out with friends. Yeah. He's not going to waste a Friday or Saturday or even a Sunday night where he doesn't have a, a curfew yeah, on a date on a with date his night. mom. Yeah. Uh, Understandable. Yeah. It's and so he's like, hey, Ma, you know, I'm going to so-and-so's and it, is it, can we reschedule? I was like, sure. He's like, how about Tuesday? Perfect. And, um, but anyway, yesterday when I picked him up from church, uh, or I, we were coming home from church, um, we were talking about, he was like, Mom, like, I just love our relationship. Like, we're, we have just been getting along so well. And I go, I do too. And I said, you know, I think you're growing up and it's not as much management, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking, did you brush your teeth? Yeah. Like, he's like a, they're like people, yeah. you know, they're like people now and we have great conversations and I ask their advice and but I asked him I said what do you think it is and he said honestly mom I think it's our date our I think it's our date nights and I said what is it and he was like we kind of just really get close Mm -hmm. you know it's we really get close we talk we really talk and and I think that's really made a difference like you're you've just always been so good about date nights he said that and um, that's not a good reaffirmation. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love our date nights. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that they're so spoiled when they go on date nights. Like they get to pick wherever yeah. they want to go for dinner. So it's always somewhere fancy or expensive. Yeah. And then Carter, Georgie always wants to go do something fun. So he and I like go to a movie or something. Like or? We've go to movies. We go to Dave and Buster's. We've gone bowling. Like, Georgie wants to play. We've even gone to Jump Street together. Um, Anna Prynne, while, you know, you can imagine. Nails. I hate shopping. shopping. I will oh. not shop. <laughs> no. I hate shopping. That's what Does grandma, she like shopping? Oh, she lives for shopping. Oh, man. That's what grandma's so, for. Yeah. Grandma takes Anna Prynne shopping. I hate shopping. Um, but Carter, we always do the same thing. He always wants a steak at a new place, a new restaurant that we've never been before, and then he wants to go get a massage. Really? Uh huh. Interesting. So we go. I never get, had one. We go get a massage. Cool. I know. Where do you go? Uh, different places, but he really likes Max Feet because you don't have to get naked. Yeah. He thinks getting naked is a little weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So we often do Max Feet. So that's what we're doing tomorrow night. Steak. You know where you're going for steak? Nope. He. He either he will choose, or um, I will try to think of something new. So, uh, last time we went to Dunstan's, <laughs> have you been there? Where is that? I know the name. Oh my gosh, it's on Lovers. It's like so old school. Oh, I do know what you're talking he about. He loved it so much. I've always wanted to go there. Y- you should. I had the salmon. It was awesome. Yeah, I love salmon. Okay, so take your kids out on dates. Just do it. You will you will find out things about your kids that you can't even <laughs> that you didn't even want to. Yeah, know. Anna Print always tells me <laughs> way too much. I'm like oh, la 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 la. <laughs> Better too much than too little. Though. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, next one I wrote down is you control how you respond to your triggers. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that. Uh, I've had to really focus on with doing this whole Stegen leadership program is called the drama triangle. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up, but it's talking about, it it addresses our triggers. Um, Like you have to kind of look at what is a trigger for you. And then when we're triggered, 
you know, you have triggers, I have triggers. Do oh, you, yeah. Do you know your triggers? Um, it's hard to think of off the top of my head, but I'm sure once we get rolling into this convo, I'll think of a couple. Yeah. Like I, if some, like if, if my kids lie to me, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. Like that's a huge trigger for me. Like I, it's kind of like what get, what is, what gets your heart beating? Like in a kind of a negative, in a, mm-hmm. in a negative way. Empty apologies. Oh, like, okay, fine. Sorry. You know, but not, not actually sorry. not actually admitting that, that someone did anything wrong. You know, that I hate because I'm so good about doing that and saying when I was wrong. And so I hate when someone can't just, you know, can't just be sorry. Can't just say it. Yeah. yeah. A genuine apology. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that sets me off. That's a good one. That sets me off with my kids. Like if they're not really like they've royally messed up and if they can't see it or apologize for it, that bothers me. Yeah. It's like, I don't just want you to say sorry. I want you to know why you're sorry. I want you to actually be sorry. Yeah. That's a really good one, Kev. It's a really good one. Thanks. Uh, men checking out other women, like overtly, you can notice a beautiful woman. Yeah. For sure. I'm super good about not doing this. Yeah. It'd really? be funny. Maybe my wife's in here. She's like, no, he's not. But I think I am. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There I don't ogle women ever. Yes, in front of, you know. that. That word. Like, that is a huge trigger for me. That's very upsetting for me. And so, anyway, knowing what your triggers are and knowing that when those things happen, how you tend to respond in a super negative way, like, learning how to control how you respond. Understanding that... Usually our triggers come from from past hurts, mm-hmm. you know, past injury. And so it's kind of like opening up old wounds, you know, when, when that thing happens. So understanding that the way that you respond is probably going to be exaggerated, <laughs> you know, and bigger than it needs to be. So addressing your triggers in a positive way, like we control that or a productive way. It doesn't have to be positive, but it can be productive like we can be more productive with the way we respond to our triggers that's tough though it is tough because our first response it's hard to assess that without going to your you know default response yeah and default response is usually negative not not productive yes yeah counterproductive even yes so we control that and so taking ownership for the fact that we control that and then doing something about it in a in a productive way. That's a good one. Yeah, I agree. It, I, I, it's been a big lesson for me this year. Like I've, I've had to really sit down and think about, okay, what, what are those things for me and how could I do better? And I guarantee you if my kids were here and you said, you asked them like, is she better about, they'd be like, Oh, a million times. They would say, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I got better. At That's that impressive. Yeah. Um, okay. Smile. Do you know how many people don't smile? Really? Yes. It's so easy to smile. You know how I know that? Because I always smile. Yeah, you do. Yes. And I'm always like, hey, good morning. We both smile a lot. Yes. And friendly. And just, uh, I mean, last night was the Golden Globes and uh, Brad Pitt, hot. And (laughs) he said, he said in his thing, if you had the opportunity to be nice, either smile or be nice to someone tomorrow, take Take the chance. The world could use it. I'm paraphrasing. But, but it was, that's good advice. Yes. Like, gosh, it, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you how nice it is when someone just smiles at me. Like, I love it. And, you know, when MK was on, Mary Catherine, she, and she talked about joy. If you've not listened to that episode, it is so good. But one of the things that she does, and she's taught me, like, shoot prayers at people. Like, we shoot prayers at people all the time. And a lot of times I'll shoot one to somebody who's smiling really? and happy. Like, God bless them. That or, is interesting. Or, yeah, I'll just ask for a blessing on them. But oftentimes, if they don't, if they're not smiling, you know, I really say a prayer for yeah. them. Yeah. Really you double shoot, down on those. Yeah, I double down <laughs> on those. But, gosh, like, it makes you wonder, like, why can't they smile? Like, what's going on, you know, that they can't? Even smile. It could just be their personality, you know? Yeah, it could. It could. But I think a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on that makes it difficult. And I think if you're one of those people that just isn't 
going through something really d- I mean there there were days where I couldn't smile. Yeah, you've been through some shit. Yeah. I mean, you have every reason not to smile, but well, you're one of the most smiley people I know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most smiley people I know. <laughs> Very smiley. <laughs> well, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate happy days cuz not everybody gets not every day is a happy day. Oh, that's for sure. You know? And so if you're having a happy day, spread the love. Spread the love. Okay. This one, people are not going to like, but I so believe that it has healing powers, and that is pray for your enemies. That's hard. (laughs) That's really hard. Have you ever prayed for your enemy? No. Certainly not. I pray for my enemies every single day. Really? Every single day. Pray that something horrible happens to them? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You know, um, one of the most difficult things, uh, uh, and I think it's probably a little bit of a shell shock for for anybody who's been divorced. One of the hardest things, even if you want to get divorced, even if it's right, even if you don't want to get back together with right. your ex. Even if it's mutual. Even if it's totally mutual. One of the most difficult things... Um, is when you first hear that your ex is dating someone. Is with someone else. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's just life. You know, it's probably your ego and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's kind of like, it's over. I mean, it's over. It's and official. It's been yeah. over, but now they're moving on. That door is closed now. Yeah, they're moving permanently. on. Permanently, yeah. And even if you're, you're moving on, like, and you're glad that you're moving on. Doesn't matter. It's just, I, I don't know what it is, but... So anyway, the that was hard for me to hear. Um, and Topher started dating way before me. And so... And I think that goes even for relationships where people aren't married. Any sure. kind of serious relationship, yeah. it, that's rough to, yeah, to hear for and sure. deal with. Yeah. Yes, especially if, uh, let's say, somebody breaks up with you and then all of a sudden they're dating somebody else quickly. Yes. You know, that's got to be super painful. Even if it's totally mutual, it still stings. Yeah, Oh, for sure. But especially if it's not. Yeah, anyway, yeah. the the thing that I did starting that day as I started praying for that girl by name. That was one of the most difficult things I've ever so done. So you knew who it was? Yeah. I knew who it was and I started praying for her by name every day. And uh, like that, that was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, that was a doozy. I mean, and she's not my enemy, right? But that's somebody that would be difficult for me to pray for. Absolutely. And I promise you, Kev, it has totally helped. Like now, we're two years out, and he's still dating the same girl. But like, it totally helps. Like I got nothing for that girl. Hmm. Like I, I see her, I can hug her, and I, I could, I got, I've got no feelings around it. Like, God took that. That's a very evolved approach. I don't know that I can do it. I think I'm too... It's biblical. I don't know that I'm that evolved. (laughs) It's biblical. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. (laughs) You don't have a choice because Jesus said it. Pray for your enemies. It's in the Sermon on the Mount. You got to do it. But it's not easy. But I can tell you it works. It really does work. Like, if you're praying for someone, it's hard to hate someone you're praying for. It's hard to hate someone you're praying for. So I would just encourage anybody who's struggling with another human being, start praying for them. The most difficult thing is going to be to say their name. And please pray for mm-hmm. da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It's like I could of barely... Of course a name pops right I into could, my head. <laughs> I could barely get her name out the first time. I, mm-hmm. You know? But it gets easier, and then it's totally easy. So... I encourage you to do it. I'm going to try. Okay, try. Well, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. That's a little Star um, Wars quote for you. Try. <laughs> Trying's good. <laughs> it's a start. Maybe you could spell the name out the Ooh. first time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might take too long. At least it's a short name. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> <laughs> not that short. Joe. <laughs> no. Four letters. Uh, that's so funny okay uh always be the last to let go in a hug 
I didn't know that I was known for this, but people tell me this all the time. Yeah, I tried to outlast you last week after you told me that. (laughs) (laughs) I... People tell me all the time, oh, I love hugging you. You never let go. And I love that. Like, I love that I'm known for that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, hold on you tight. You definitely do that. Oh, and it, it drives my boys crazy. <laughs> They're always like, okay. Like, all right, mom, we okay, get Okay, mom. <laughs> Georgie, come here. Carter, <laughs> come here. He's like, okay, 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 mom. <laughs> Georgie probably has the least problem with it, I would think. Though. Oh, Georgie's a great hugger. Carter. Carter's Carter, a little too cool. Carter is way too cool. Yeah. Oh, I just love hugging them. Be the last to let go in a hug. Um, okay. Uh, don't lie. Just don't lie. I'm good at this one. You never lie? No. That's good. Don't lie. I was reminded of that this year. I'm not going to share why. <laughs> but lying's hurtful. Oh, yeah. Lying is hurtful. And, and, you know, Janice was in, just in here and she was talking about what cheating does to your core, like your, how you feel about yourself at your core. I think lying yeah, the guilt does and the shame. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it all kind of falls into the same category. Like if you can't hold your head high because of the lies that you're telling or the sneaking or whatever, like that. It, it rots you. It will rot you. And I've seen that happen to people that I love. Like, lying takes people down. And one lie usually leads to another lie. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't end there. I've definitely known people, though, that were pathological liars that felt no guilt lying or just lie all the time. Oh. And I'm like, how do you do that? No. If my kids lie to me, that's like the death nail. That's the worst. They're toast. Yeah. Oh, they are. You're in some serious. Oh, you cannot dig yourself out of that <laughs> hole. I mean. But it's going to happen. Oh, they, they have, all of them have lied to me. I've definitely lied to my parents when I was young. I, I lied to my parents, but I mean, it's just, and I don't think that, I, I hope they don't lie to me. I mean, if they lie to me, I don't know that they're lying to yeah, me. Yeah, you don't ever want to find out? No, I do want to find out, but I, I don't, like, I have not caught my kids. You can't identify it, you mean? Yes, I okay. cannot identify. I don't remember. You believe them hook, line, and sink, or whatever they tell you. I don't remember the last time they got caught lying, but I hope that's because we have such an honest relationship. Like, that, my kids tell me hard things. I'm sure a lot of that is, is so. that. Yeah, a lot of it's hope that. So. Don't lie. Um, okay. Next one is little things are actually big things. They would lie to cover for one of the others or one of their friends. Oh, for sure. I bet. A thousand percent. They sure would. Yeah. And that's a sibling code. Yeah. You know. I lied for my siblings too. Yeah, me too. Big time. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. Uh, Next one is little things are actually big things. What's a little thing that's a big thing to you? God, I I don't know. Give me an example. When somebody remembers something. Like... This Thursday is Charlie's birthday. He'll mm-hmm. be 17. It's not that big of a deal. That, but it is. That it's not hard to remember that Thursday, January 9th, is my son who passed away his birthday. Right. I have 10 friends every single year who text me on Charlie's birthday, Charlie's death day, Luisa's birthday, Luisa's death day, every single year. And... That's a little thing. That's a little thing. Gotcha. That's a big thing. And it's not that hard. It's not cumbersome. It doesn't cost anything. It's a reminder in the calendar, you know, and but it men, means the world to me. So that's a little thing that's a big thing. I, I think that small gestures are, are actually difference makers. Like... The guy that I'm dating, you want to know what, what I love, one of the things I love about him, how he uh, how he cooks. Like how he cooks, how he cooks is like so indicative of how he cares for people. Like he take he does everything carefully. He's methodical. Meticulous. He's, he's meticulous. He's patient. And it's a little like how he he made this sandwich for me the other day and how he folded the ham 
I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but how he folded the ham and how he folded the cheese and then how he melted the butter in the pan and like toasted it just perfectly. Like it was such a little thing, but to me it was such a bit like it was so sweet. Like it's just, that's a little thing. And I, I'm sure your little things are different than my little things, but like little things are like every single morning I make my kids breakfast. I make them a home cooked meal every single morning, eggs, bacon, pancakes, omelets, you know, whatever. That's a little thing. And I promise you, if I stopped doing it, it would be a big thing to my kids. Your date night is a little thing. That's a big thing. Yeah. They'll always remember that. Exactly. Those are, those will be some of my kids' greatest memories i'm impressed how your boyfriend cooks because i cook most nights but i'm like a madman i act like i'm competing on chopped i'm like going so fast doing everything that's you know? how like, i do it that's how i do it so it's about the end result instead of like the process and i don't know it's just a little thing that i it's probably because it's so different than the way that i would do it but he takes yeah. such care with the the way he makes coffee and it's definitely a reflection of his personality yes yes and it's a little thing that's a big thing to me. So little things mean a lot to me. Like making sure I have my wife, making sure I have clean clothes. That's like a little thing that's big. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, she likes to do laundry and I like to cook. So. so And she probably really appreciates that. I think so. Yeah. So it's not some gra- – like I don't need grand gestures. Like, I me really, either. I really don't. Um, some people do. But I think if you're paying attention, like, and, and you know what? We need to be reminded that the little things are big things. Mm-hmm. Like, they are big things, and we should appreciate them. We have a tendency to just write it off as something yeah. that we're used to, you know? Yeah. You should never get used to the little things. You're we right. You should appreciate them. Um, pay attention to nature. And I think that we should pay attention to nature because I think God is all over it. Like I see God, I see God in my dogs, not that dogs are nature, but I see God in, I see God in every sunrise and every sunset. I see him in the stars. I see him in birds, like birds chirping in the morning is like such evidence of, to me, of God's grace. You see a beautiful sunset. It's like, oh, there you are. I don't know. I just, I think I think nature is a beautiful expression of God's love for us. And I think if you see it like that, you'll feel more Yeah, I wish loved. I did see it like that. You'll feel you'll feel that divine hug that, you know, I think we're all longing for. Absolutely. Everyone's looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think we should really really appreciate nature. Um Oh, oh, this one this one was sort of last year. Um, last year I said, be present with the person you're with. This year I wrote, put down your phone. <laughs> oh, okay. That ties <laughs> and in. And you know what? You said, oh, you and I could not agree more about this. Oh, we're yes. so on the so, same page. So true, yeah. I am so not tethered to my phone. There's like five people, five or six people that I... I carry my phone around for. Yeah, me too. I cannot know where it is for a while and not even worry about it. You may have noticed too, yes. sometimes you may send me a text and I don't get back for like four or five hours, which I know is kind of obnoxious, but it's just because I'm not oh, I that have, into it in my phone. Tell you, let me tell you right now how many text messages. I, th- I have 35 text messages. Unread. Unread. And do you know what that does to people? Pisses them off. Absolutely, it pisses them off. And, and I often forget to get especially if it's work related (laughs) (laughs) but luckily those are not work related i don't think those are i don't i hope they're not work related but like i just don't want to be tethered to my phone and i'm if i'm with i want to be with the person i'm with you know i don't always have it in my pocket and i don't always have it it I, i mean and and it really drives people crazy. Like I have kind of a bad reputation and I really am sorry. 
I really am Me too, sorry. For anyone listening. Yeah, that I don't get back. I don't always get back to people in a timely manner. But what I am trying to do, and I hope that people can appreciate, is I'm trying to be present where I am. You know, and I mean, if you let it, you're always going to be on this damn phone. Yep. Like there's always something to look at, to read, someone to get back to always. And I feel bad about that, but I just cannot be tethered to my phone. I just can't. I would rather cook with George with music on and not be bothered Mm -hmm. with responding and if I was all, if I responded all the time, you know what responding does? Creates another right. text. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to stop. It doesn't stop. No. Like, all it does is create more to respond to. There's so many times that I just don't care what's going on there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. Oh, and the group messages can be rough, you know? Oh, my God, Yes. <laughs> My family group chat. I like looking at 96 messages. I'm like, oh my God, you guys. I was in a movie. <laughs> yes, yes. So I am deep, you know, my, uh, my OBGYN, sorry, this is a weird <laughs> comparison, <laughs> but it's true. My OBGYN, Dr. John Bertrand, he's been on, he talks yeah. about menopause. He, when you go see him, you're going to wait in the waiting room for at least an hour. And you're going to get really impatient and ticked and blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to go into his office and he's going to spend a half hour with you. And then you're not going to be ticked Then you leave feeling great. Yes. Yeah. And what you realize is he's taking his time, that same time that he's taking with you, with everybody else. And so you go to him because of the intentional and presence, what, you know, present how present he is when he's with you and the time he takes and how methodical and kind and good he is. Y- you pay for it, right? Because you're right. going to wait for a long time to get in. But once you're in, you so appreciate it. And I feel like, that's how a great comparison, and like I hope that when people are spending time with me, they see that I am there. I'm not going to have my phone on the table. I'm not, and unless I need to hear from my kids, right. you know, or I'm worried about something with them, or they're anyway. You I'll get, even take my watch off a lot of times if I'm watching a movie or I'm at dinner or something. Oh, because you you get because it'll text vibrate, messages. yeah, and it just gets on my nerves. That's why I'm never going to get one of those. I'm never going to get one I of those. I wish there has to be a way to make it completely silent. I just don't know how. Like, I don't even want it to vibrate sometimes. I just want it completely yeah. dead, and I don't know how to do it. Yeah. that If I had something on my wrist, that would just... Oh, my God. I mean, it's like the family bananas. group chat. It's just like... Mm, 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 <laughs> going off constantly, and I'm like, shut up. Yes. Put down your phone. I, I really challenge people to do that, because you know what? Like, if you're with someone, and they're on their phone... It doesn't feel good. No. If they're always looking at their phone or checking their phone, it doesn't feel good. It just doesn't. It's so awesome when people can be fully present. Agreed. All right. Do um, Did I say on the last one how I love, uh, the 2018 one, how I like going on cruises because you're forced to like not have a phone for like a week? No. Oh, but yeah, I love that. That's why you love so My cruises? phone is just completely, yeah, and you can get like the Wi-Fi package or whatnot. I'm like, nope, not doing any of that. I'm just checking out off the grid for a week or 10 days. I love that. Okay. Well, especially if you're with your your family and your yeah. spouse. Like, yeah, exactly. What else do you need? Nada. One thing, oh, we talked about pet peeves though, and this drives me nuts, because when my wife and I eat at home or we go out to eat, we're never on our phones. That's like a thing. We just don't get on them. But... When we're watching a movie or show at home, she'll get on her phone sometimes, and that drives me nuts. You like did. you can't watch a movie or a show and be on you your phone. You talked about that last yeah. year. <laughs> oh, drives me nuts. You you didn't talk about it on on that podcast, but you've talked about I've it. I've talked before. about it before. Yeah, mm-hmm. how that drives you crazy. It does. Um, okay, jealousy is a red flag. I think that if you are very jealous in a relationship, I think you better. Think about what's going on in that relationship. And that's any relationship. Friendship, significant other. Yeah. Yes. Jealousy is poisonous. It really is poisonous. I have been jealous before. And 
Uh, I, I hate who I am when I feel jealous. And you know what? If I, if I am jealous, if I am in a romantic relationship and I am jealous, then that's a red flag that there is a trust issue for me. Definitely. And either there and, and something's got to get, you know, something's got to change or I need to get out. Like if I, I, I think if I was always jealous of, of in the relationship that I, w- I was in, I would get out. I'd get out because I think that that would be s- some gut or intuitive feeling of. I agree. Like some trust issue between us because something underlying there yes. that's not yeah because i needs can to be addressed or get out yeah because i can trust and i didn't think that i would be able to again when i after, after I, a divorce after i got divorced i thought that would be a very difficult thing for me to do but i can i can trust people uh, i can trust i think there are men out there that I could date and trust. I also think there's a boatload that I could not. Yeah. And even if they were great guys, even that they'd never done anything, if I felt that in my gut, I'd run. I would. I th- but I think it's, I think, I think your gut is. Usually pretty, I think it's a pretty good compass. Yes, I really do. I think that's just the power of God in you. You know, I think pay attention human instinct and intuition yep um okay uh practice gratitude i love this one i i now i've talked about my five minute journal before um and i did talk about this in a in a different way last year and i've talked about how much i love my five minute journal it's literally called the five minute journal you can get it on amazon it's the thing that I look forward to the most. Like I just went on a little vacay, three night vacay with my girlfriend. Like I take that to journal. Austin? Uh-huh. I take it with me. Like I will not miss a day. And uh, it's so easy. It's like three things you're grateful for, three things you hope for today. And then at the end of the day, you go back and reflect on th- three things that you loved about today and one thing that you could have done better. But it's uh, it's just this awesome reflection of like how much we have been given. You know, it's so easy when you wake up to think about what you need or what you have to do or what you want to get. or And it just changes your mindset. It puts you in this state of gratitude instead of want. It's a better state. Definitely. Yeah. So I just think, I just think, you, but it's practicing gratitude is a practice. Yeah. Like being grateful is a practice. I agree. And you have to be intentional about it. Next one, please don't take your significant other for granted, especially if you're married. Yeah. And tons of people do all the time. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And when I, Counsel people, I hear it all day long. And Janice and I recorded today, and and you all will hear it next week, but we talked about cheating. We talked about infidelity. And um, in in that podcast, we talked a little bit about this, that a lot of my married friends look at my life, and they're like, Oh my gosh! Tell me mm-hmm. who you're dating, or you know, tell me what it's like. It tell sounds me, so fun and yeah. exciting. Uh, is it so? It's call oh, you. You just look like you're having so much fun, and da, da da. And I do have a beautiful life, and I love my life, and I'm grateful for my life. But I'm not excited that I'm divorced, and I'm not excited that I've, you know, had to date and do this all over again like Learn to trust again yes all that stuff fall in love again mm-hmm. like it's it's not what people think that it is you know i yeah. mean and what i want to say to them is stop fantasizing but to married people it does sound fun you know because yes. they haven't experienced that in so long yes and they think the newness and da, 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 mm-hmm. da, like grass is greener and what i want to say to them is take care of your marriage you know, be 
so grateful that you've been married for 17, 18, 24, 28 years. Like, that was my dream, you know? That's what I wanted. Like, I didn't, I, I've told you, I think the most unnatural thing for me is to put on heels and go out on mm -hmm. a random Wednesday night. Like, I want to be home and make spaghetti with my family, you know? I want to, like, that's what I wanted for my life. Like, this, even though I love my life and I, now I'm accustomed. Of course, you've embraced it to and my life. Yeah, you live it to the best, yes. but it's not what you pictured. No, I'm. I'm. It. It's. It's not. Like, but I think that people think that the grass is possibly greener on the other side, and it's just not. Like, take care of your marriage. Take care of your husband. Take care of your wife. Like, tell them how beautiful they still are, and write them a card and. Like, do leave them a sticky note. Like, don't forget why you fell in love. Like, do not take your relationship for granted. Do not. I just, I think that you're lucky if you've been married for a long time. Even though I know it's not easy. Well, I've only been married for a very short time, so. Yeah. I'm pretty you, good on that you so You will far. be married <laughs> for a very long time because you don't take her for granted. You don't. What if she takes me for granted? then tell her. <laughs> right. I will. <laughs> then talk about it. You're right. <laughs> uh, kind of along those same lines, uh, keep and take care of your friends. Uh, you know, I have just, I've been so blessed to have so many friends. The hardest part, and I've talked about this before too, about going back to work full-time when I worked full-time last year was how limited I was in spending time with my friends. And... You know, because a lot of times you see them in the day because you're, you know, your kids are at school and, you know, nighttime's more kids and family. And, yeah, of course. Um, anyway, I just, I think to have friendships is such a gift and such a blessing. But, you know, you got to, you got to foster those relationships. You got to check on your friends. You got to talk, you know, you got to ask them questions. And it's just, it's really important. Yeah, you know, I have friendships that are decades old and I'm so lucky that way. But you know, it takes effort. It takes effort to keep in touch with my girlfriends in it California does. and check on them. And I think guys are especially bad about that. Yeah, they can be, they can be for sure. Uh, play with your kids. Oh my gosh. I love playing with my kids. And my, I mean, my kids are 16, 16 and 14. We're not, playing the way that we used to but even like friday night i was like hey boys let's play golf tomorrow and they were like okay you know and i mean we had so much fun together like we had so much fun together and like i try very hard to meet my kids where they are and play with them in mm -hmm. some like we love to play games our favorite game is fishbowl like Play with your kids. Like it just cultivates this lightness in your home and your family that they need. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to play with your kids no matter how old they are. Um, another thing that I love to do with my kids and I think that that people should do is cook. I love cooking with your kids. Cook. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Or just cook. Like, I don't know. There's something about cooking that makes a house a home. I love it. I do too. And it's relaxing. Mm -hmm. I would I would rather cook than and I would rather go to a friend's house and have them cook than I than to go out. Me too. Definitely. Open wine, mm -hmm. walk around. I mean it's it just cultivates this. You know, if you go out to dinner with a big group, you're sitting next to three people yep. and that's it. Yep. And that's great, but I'd rather have conversations with everyone. Yep, you only table. really get to connect with who's directly yeah. adjacent to you. Yep. And so I would say have more dinner parties. I need to have more dinner parties. I do. I'm, we had I, one on Christmas. Oh, well, my family did, my parents. Yeah. I love cooking with my kids. I mean, yesterday I was like, okay, what are we cooking this week? I mean, I'm cooking every single night this week. I can't wait. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to cook tonight. I don't know what yet. The weather's nice. I may try to grill. Mm. Yes. Maybe some steaks. Yeah. We had that last night. Yeah? Yeah. Steaks, cauliflower, and rice. And then 
Carter's going to have steak again when you guys go on your Yeah, bed. Tuesday night, <laughs> steak night. <laughs> um, okay, spend time alone. Do you spend time alone? Kat? Yeah. You can do that well? Oh, yeah. I'm really good at it, too. Me, too. Really good at it. But I used to not be. Because I lived alone for you know oh, eight yeah. years. I love spending time alone. Me, too. I think that it's really important to spend time by yourself. Like, I love it. I could go on vacation by myself. I could... I could spend all, like, I think I've said this before. See, that, I could not go on vacation by myself, oh, I, I don't think. I could so go on vacation by myself. That I'm not sure I could I do. Can, I can eat by myself. I can I can eat by myself. I like going to the movies by myself. Yep. But I don't know about vacation. I love it. I've done it. I've done it before. Maybe I should try it. Yeah. I, I think it's, there was a time where I could not, or I did not want to spend time alone. And Ever? Yeah, and it was after I lost my mm-hmm. kids. You know, it was really hard for me to be alone. But it was because of where my thoughts would go. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I think that people who have a hard time spending time alone should practice spending time alone. Because I think that it gives you the opportunity to work through whatever it is yeah. you're trying to avoid. Get used to it. Yeah, whatever you're running from. Yeah. Yep. And my final one is spend time with God. Which I think a lot of people wish they did but don't do. Mm-hmm. Kevin just Me pointed included. to himself. Present company <laughs> included. <laughs> you know, it's it takes com- a comfort ability. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes um, intention. Uh, it takes time. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you don't think that you need, some people don't think they need or they don't have time for or they don't know how to do it, so they just don't. And then when you do it, you feel so much better. Like, I have a daily practice every morning where I spend time with God. And, and it's not like praying, uh-huh, or it is? I pray. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I pray Praying's almost part every of it. day. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like, you know, spending time. It's just sort of like part of my routine. I think that the part... The thing that is important for me with my relationship with God is to create space to listen, to create space to feel things. And it's not like I ever hear God's voice. Right. I don't. But there are, I get impressions or uh, thoughts or um, uh, feelings, and uh, whether it's about me or my kids or a friend. And I, or what I should do, you know, something I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's, it's kind of like if I don't create space to allow God to impress those things on me, then how would I know? Right. How would I know? And sometimes nothing comes, you know, sometimes absolutely nothing comes. Um, but the first thing I do when I get out of bed every day is pray. And then try to create some quiet space. And I mean, one time, Kev, <laughs> one time I was on my knees so long and I had my my uh, hands at my forehead and like I was just really in the moment. And I got up and like for two hours, I probably had too much wine the night before. There was like an indention. Like fingernails on or my, like no, it's like an indention <laughs> on oh, my forehead. But I like knuckles just yeah. pressed into your forehead. <laughs> yes, and I don't know. I like uh, I just really appreciate. I I could not do life without God. I could not do. Like, I feel like, and I've said this before, too. Now we're getting so many episodes, I'm going to start being like, people are going to be like, she's she's already said this. She's already talked about (laughs) that. It's impossible not to happen. (laughs) But, you know, when, when, when you get divorced, when you're married, you kind of, when I was married, maybe this doesn't happen. When I was married, it was easy for me to not need God as much because I had Topher. Because you had a yeah, your I husband, had a husband. A partner. Yes. And, you know, now I'm a single mom. And there's lots of things that I need advice with that I, that things that I would normally 
talk to Topher about. Right. You know, but like, you don't want to go through alone. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go through alone. I, and you know, there's just some things that a friend isn't going to be able to help you with, you know, mm-hmm. I need guidance. I need to know. I, I need, I need hope. I need faith. You know, I need assurance. Uh, I need confidence, inspiration, influence. Yes. And, and, you know, parenting, like I do that alone. I mean, Topher and I co-parent, but I don't, I'm not looking to him anymore, you know, for, right. It's not the same for parenting advice, for job advice, Mm -hmm. for financial advice, emotional support, emotional, I'm on my own. And God really has become my wingman. I can't imagine not having him. And I tell him every day, like, I can't do this without you. I can't. Please. Like, please be there for me. And and I believe deeply that he is. But I need it, you know, and I need to say it every day. And I need to be humbled every day. I need to be reminded every day, like, who he is to me. And I want to remind him how much I need him. So I don't know. I think that I think for people who I think a lot of people, their lives are so good or their marriages are so good or they don't have a lot of worries. They don't they don't rely on God a lot because they don't need God a lot. But I or maybe they don't know they need it. But that's the thing is they do. And and the second you start relying on God for things in your life, you start realizing and recognizing, wow, like having him, going through this with him is so much better than going at it alone. It just, you feel the difference. I feel the difference. Um, so I would just encourage at anyone who's, you know, people often ask me, how do I start that? Just talk to God. Like I would say, just start talking. You know, for a long time, I prayed out loud, like walking when I would go jog or walk down the street, go on a walk. Like I would talk to God out loud as if I was talking to a friend. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was nuts, but it just felt good. Yeah. It felt good to have that kind of interaction with him. It felt real. It felt authentic. And I'm very honest with God. I mean, I'm very honest with God about everything. You know, we can't really hide anything. No, but we try. <laughs> yeah. I've tried. <laughs> I, you know, when I was young and I didn't pray like that, I tried really hard to hide. Um, okay. That's all I got, Kev. All right. So, Happy New Year again. We're only six days in, so we've got we've got a lot to learn this year. Just Won't getting it be started. fun to see what this year brings? Yes. Like, you Imagine always what we'll learn this year. Learn big, you learn big lessons every year. So thanks to everyone listening to The Remedy. I hope you have a beautiful day and blessings and goodness and health and love and prosperity for 2020.